Welcome to the Level Up with GNO Realty Podcast, your number one source for information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in the greater New Orleans area. Now, here are your hosts, Braden Smith and Chuck Stahl. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the mid-year review installment of the Level Up with GNO Realty Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Stahl. Here with me is Braden Smith. How y'all doing, everyone? So mid-year review time, it's summertime, and we're in a change in market right now. So things are kind of shifting a little bit and sometimes a little bit quick. Yeah, things have seemed to uh, be changing, I guess, somewhat rapidly in the last, say, month or two. Um, So yeah, this episode is a mid-year review, although we're a little bit past mid-year, but we needed some time to get those uh, middle-of-the-year stats together as well as... uh, our local realtor association to get them together and such too. Despite what a lot of people think, um, we've been particularly busy, even though people are saying that real estate is coming to this screeching halt. It's not, lots of closings still happening. We're still busy as agents, so, but uh, we do like to, we really enjoy providing the information on this podcast and it's been a great resource to our clients, to other people and, and to you, our viewers, you know, keep passing it, passing it on to others. So we're gonna get into market stats Braden's going to take us all right here with median sales price. All right, guys. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. In previous episodes, we've kind of compared uh, the current stats for 2022 as compared to previous years, to 2021 and 2020. But now that we're in a bit of a shifting market, we're going to compare uh, month to month. So we're going to compare stats at the end of June as compared to the end of July and we'll probably continue that through the rest of this year so we can see how things are changing month to month for the remainder of this year. So if we look at the median sales price um, for the end of June in 2022, we finished out at about 295,000 for single family homes in our local MLS area. Uh, Keep in mind that includes the North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, the entire greater New Orleans area. And these stats are specifically for single family homes only. Um, So at the end of June, the median sales price was that 295,000. What we're seeing at the end of July is a bit of a drop from that to 273,000. Now, that is not due to uh, prices falling or prices dropping. Um, What we're really seeing here and what we believe these stats are related to is more of a a situation where sellers are uh, decreasing their asking prices. We we had a lot of sellers really kind of pushing the envelope over the last two years uh, because we were seeing that double digit appreciation. You know, every time that someone would post a a new listing, they wanted to push that price higher and higher and higher. Well, my neighbor got this. Right. We could get my houses better. Right, right. And just give it enough time on the market, the price came up some. Mm -hmm. You know, now that we're seeing the rate of appreciation falling and slowing to a more normal rate, we're seeing a lot of price corrections. We're seeing a lot of uh, current listings having to reduce their sales price because honestly, they're just priced too high and they're not getting enough activity. And so I think that's really where these stats are coming there. Uh, And the other stats that we get from the MLS are showing a lot of price reductions on active listings in the last couple of months. So it's really important when you're when you have a listing and you're working with your agent to ask your agent not just about the historical data of what has happened previously, but as we've talked to in the past with an appraiser, when they're appraising, they're not just looking at the recent market data, they're looking at where the market's going so they can basically when they're doing their rounding, 
they can round in the direction that's appropriate to where the market's trending. Exactly, as when we had uh, Stephen Arthur from Brian Appraisals on uh, one of the previous episodes, you know, the, the point to remember that appraisers do, and the same thing us realtors do when we're doing a comparative market analysis, we're working off of historical data to predict a future value, and when the market is shifting, that historical data is no longer accurate, and you have to adjust for that, so you have to know where the market's heading and adjust for that, and I think that's another reason for seeing a lot of price reductions lately, is that um, maybe a lot of the realtors didn't anticipate the shift and kind of still had the same pricing strategy they had in previous months. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna see an interesting, uh, we, we were looking at the number of new listings, and now in June we saw an increase year over year to 2366, so we're having more properties hitting the market, but in July, we only saw 1652. Now what's going on here? Are we having a little bit of FUD, like fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, creeping its way in? And I was talking to another agent today after the sales meeting, and we were just talking about memes on the internet. I'm a meme guy, I like to follow meme <laughs> accounts. I think everybody likes memes. Like, who doesn't like a great <laughs> meme? And a lot of memes I'm seeing talk about young people not being able to be, they're priced out of the housing market. Oh, young people can't afford it. I think so, I've seen some of those myself. And it, and it kind of threw me because all the, st the statistics we're seeing are young people, millennials, are buying more property than before. They're not renting and they're, they're getting wise to these things. That, what's happened is they're learning a lot more about investing in financials earlier on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, the millennial generation, the younger generations have, you know, the world's knowledge at their fingertips, something that I didn't have when I was a kid growing up. I was playing with sticks and dirt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Riding a dinosaur, you know? <laughs> but we... I think because, and because of the good information out there, there's a little bit of less trustworthy information out there. And are there challenges for buyers? Certainly. And you need to have, it's more important, I think, when you're selecting your agent right now to not just go, you know, with the bestie route. And I, and I like to build my business off of relationships, but also find out how that agent is going to provide value to you because it's not the easiest time right now. What are they doing proactively to help you? Are, you know, We've talked before about you know just getting insurance quotes ahead of time right now. Right. Does your agent advise you with, with those kinds of things? Yeah, that's a really good point, Chuck. You know, with the market shifting, I think it's going to be more important than ever that you, when you do hire a realtor, whether it's to buy or sell, that you make sure you're working with a knowledgeable realtor that stays on top of these stats because if it's somebody that's not paying attention to these things, they could get you in a real bind. Yeah. Or they could be like, oh, I just sold something in this neighborhood a couple months ago, and it went for this. A couple of months ago is a different time right now. It's not dramatically, Absolutely. but it's, it is, in fact, different. So. Yep. Um, so not only are the number of new listings increasing, we're also seeing the number of homes for sale increasing. Of course, we at the end of June, we finished out with right under 3,400. Um, and that trend had been going on, I want to say, since about April or so. We kept seeing the number of homes for sale increasing, increasing, increasing. Everybody wanted to take advantage of the hot market. Mm -hmm. But now that, like you said, there's a little bit of fear, uncertainty, and doubt happening, uh, we are seeing a, a reduction in the number of homes for sale. It hasn't dropped a huge amount. It's only like a 300 or so difference, but a little bit less homes for sale here now in the greater New Orleans area. And you know, a lot of that probably has to do with a little bit of uncertainty about the economy, uh, all this talk about going into a recession now. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a huge debate raging online, I'm sure you've seen, about whether or not we're in a recession or what defines a recession and the, the horse historical definition of a recession versus now. And you know, so there's a huge debate going on a lot of, with all of that. And of course, that's gonna create a lot of anxiety and uncertainty. 
And then, of course, you know, it's been a challenging time for buyers to buy, and a lot of buyers uh, have a home to sell as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, that may prevent them from selling right now and, and kind of pulling back and waiting to see what kind of happens with all of this recession, inflation, funds rate, federal funds rate increasing, mortgage rates increasing. So uh, that probably has a lot to do with that there. So we're seeing naturally, we're getting a standing inventory. Naturally, the number of pending sales is dropping a little bit, which is allowing us to get that standing inventory. Uh, we, we went down 13% year over year in June, and it also went down 12% year over year in July. And it's actually fallen from 1,400 to right about 1250, I think it has increased too. We checked, we re-upped those stats this morning. We are still seeing movement. Real estate hasn't died. It ha we're still seeing sales happening, but the, the, the feeding frenzy that was the pandemic interest rate numbers, that's over. Right. Not to mention the, the storms hitting, having carriers pull out, the buyer demand has softened. More in the southeastern United States than nationwide. Yeah, and I think that's a good word for it right there is softened. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not crashing, the, the, everything's not tumbling, tumbling down, the sky's not falling, we're seeing a, a bit of a softening. Um, but in all honesty, I think that's a good thing. It, it is. It's not a bad thing. It's, you know, things were kind of raging along at such a rapid pace that it's unsustainable and not good for the long term. So a softening, I think, is a good thing. I think it's needed. I think it's going to make us return to a bit more of a normal market um, and kind of just take the pressure off of everyone. Yeah. Really. <laughs> well, and you use the gray word. It's unsustainable. Yes, would we have liked to get the max return all the time? Of course. But it's real estate isn't, or economics really isn't that simple of a game. You play in the conditions you're in and life doesn't stop because conditions change. People are still getting married and having children and you yeah. know, growing older and children are moving out. Life is changing for everyone still. Right, that's never going to stop. You know, you still have people that need to move up where mm -hmm. they need a larger home because their family's growing. You still have, you still have people where their kids are grown and move away and they're empty nesters and they need to downsize and the life changes will continue and real estate will continue along with it. Um, so if we look at the median days on market, we're seeing a very slight increase there. At the end of June, we were at about eight days. We hit a low of about six days with the median days on market, uh, right under a week, which is the lowest I've ever seen it. And mm -hmm. I think it may have been the lowest ever. Um, and here at the end of July, we're uh, up to nine days. So not a big increase. You know, in, end of June was eight days, so we've gained one day here at the end of July and we're up three days from the low of six days. Uh, looking at the month supply, last month we were up to 2.4 months supply. We say up to 2.4, crazy, crazy wording there, Chuck, but it had increased 33% from the year prior. Now, that's still about to where post-Katrina levels were, you were saying this morning? Yep, right, right after Katrina, when we had you know almost 100,000 damaged homes that were not part of the supply that was out there available to be purchased or sold, we were around 2.4 months of supply. So that kind of gives some reference, you know, where that was an extremely low level of supply. And here we are back at that level, still extremely low. We hit of an absolute low with the months of supply in January and February of this year at 1.3 months, um, which I don't think it had ever been that low before. I looked back through the history as far back as I could go as with the track, stats, huh? and I didn't see any other time where it was that low. So we saw a slight increase month to month here from 2.4 to 2.5 month supply in the entire MLS, but um, 
it's, it's going to be a slow, gradual thing. Inventory is going to remain low, and these prices are going to continue to increase. And as we were talking this morning, we're in an unprecedented time. Yeah. We've never come out of conditions like this, so it's hard to know what to expect. Uh, but when you have this data that's changing rapidly and you have mortgage lenders that you can talk to and insurance people, because that's really the tripod in Louisiana, between yeah. talking to your realtor, your insurance person, and your lender, to get you in the home that you need to be in. Yeah, and I think the as we've mentioned before, the real wild card here in our market is the insurance situation. You know, uh, knock on wood here that that we don't have another hurricane hit this year uh, because that will be absolutely devastating to the insurance market. That that is already a horrible, horrible situation. Mm -hmm. And to all of um, us, like yeah. if you if you are a buyer, seller, or just a homeowner. Yeah, it, it's affecting everyone. Uh, that owns any sort of real estate, whether it be residential, commercial, mixed use, you know, you name it, it everyone is affected by the insurance market, and that includes renters, too. I was about to say, the, the, they pass the savings along to the renters, right, don't they? Right, because the landlords are all seeing large increases on their insurance policies, and unfortunately, they're going to have to pass that along in, in the uh, way of rent increases, because, uh, you know, they still have bills to pay, yep. and uh, they, they have to hit the margins they need in order to keep owning that property. So And shocker, that means commercial too. Yeah, <laughs> it sure does. Uh, if we look at the median percent of list price, uh, we're that's holding steady here. We're still at right at 100%. Uh, was at 100% at the end of June. It's at 100% at the end of July. We've seen basically zero change there. Uh, everything is still pretty much selling uh, for what it's listed for. Uh, again, though, as we've noted before, obviously there are some things that sell above that and there are some things that sell below that. Um, this really applies more to homes that are priced correctly at the market value. They are selling for the market value. So if something's not selling and it's been on the market more than nine days, you may want to readjust that, that yeah, price. That's a very good indicator that you're, the market is not responding well <laughs> to your asking price. and. Uh, I think we've mentioned it in previous episodes before, and it's one of the expectations always set with my seller clients is that you're going to know within the first, say, two to four weeks for sure uh, how the market responds to your asking price. And if you're not getting really any activity in that first two weeks, that's basically the market mm -hmm. saying, hey, you're priced too high. Yeah, you were at the front of the line. You were on the hot sheets. Everybody knew who you were. We're looking at the median price per, per square foot and at the end of June, it was about 164 a square foot, and at the end of July, 159. So we're gonna see, I think we're gonna see softening in particular areas. Oh, yeah, uh, we sure. know waterfront property is gonna be challenging for a lot of people, flood Definitely. zone area people is gonna be challenging for folks. Uh, so that is gonna, you know, we talked about our month supply being at 2.4 and 2.5. It's an increase in inventory, but remember, it doesn't tell us what kind of properties those are, what kind of condition they're in. Are they, are they livable right now, et cetera? Yeah, and, and here's a little tip for all of you investors out there, the real estate investors, especially those ones that like to invest in uh, what we call a transitioning area. Um, those are typically the first to get hit when the market shifts. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's an area that was kind of an up and coming area, especially if it was in the early stages of being up and coming, when the market shifts, that retracts quickly. So investors that have been investing in those markets may get caught with their pants down. So let's take a look real quick at just some historical median price per square foot data to let everybody understand wherever you can get in the game, you're going, 
with this data, you're, it's going to appreciate. You're, yep. If you stay there long enough, your investment is going to appreciate. I forget who said it, and I'm probably going to uh, mess the whole uh, saying up, but it was something along the lines is like there's two time, two best times to buy real estate. Do you recall that that quote? It's something about like today and yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember who said it, but it, it's definitely true, especially when you look at this long-term trend on the median price per foot. And you can follow, you know, we're not a financial investment podcast. You're not going to get your investment advice from us. You shouldn't. We're not licensed to do things like that. But go follow some of these accounts. Go look at economists. Go look at finance people and ask them what they think home prices are going to do. You know, not, not, you don't have to ask realtors. We get that. We're biased. Go ask other economists what they think home prices are going to do in the right. future. And they do think there's going to be a time where interest rates may go down a little bit, but home prices continue to go upwards. So maybe now is the good time to at least find out what's going on in, in the markets you're looking in. Right. I mean, you've got a graph here that goes back 10 years and it's a steady climb. I mean, obviously there's some ups and downs along the way, mm -hmm. but if you plotted a, a straight line, it's going straight up at a pretty significant level. I mean, what, what was it there back in 2012? Yeah. Um, somewhere uh, barely over $80 a foot. Mm -hmm. And we're now where? Around 160 a foot. So it literally doubled in 10 years. Yes. So, and this was coming out of, you know, that 2012, there was a bit of that crash after the, the, uh, the 2008 market crash, but we've talked about this before. That was 11 month supply situation. Yeah, totally it, different animal. It, it was not what you're dealing with right now. So um, invest in you, Be, really consider investing in real property if you don't. Yeah. Now, if we look at the dollar volume, uh, this is a stat that we don't normally discuss, but now that the market is shifting, we, we've added this stat in. Uh, if we look at the last three years there, the dollar volume um, in 2020 was right under 500 million. And that's again for the, our entire MLS area, the whole greater New Orleans area. And then that increased to a little over 511 million in 2021 uh, here in 2022. Now keep in mind, 2022 is not over yet. So this number is much lower, but we're right under 400 million. Um, and that number is down year over year, 22.7%. Um, and, and right now we're seeing a trend of that decreasing, so that, that probably will continue here as, as these market changes play out over the next couple of months. So let's get into our mid-year review. We're, we're, we're noticing that we're having lots of market changes. People want to know well, what causes these things. Let's learn about it. So home sales are sliding nationwide. And here's some of the reasons. Existing home sales declined for the fifth straight month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.12 million. Sales were down 5.4% from May and 14.2% from a year ago. And that's nationwide, right? Nationwide. This is yeah. from NAR, National gotcha. Association of Realtors. So the median existing home sales price climbed 13% from a year ago to, now this is the nationwide average, this is nice, $416,000, a new right. record high. Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. So you've got sales sliding down, but the price is still going up, all the way up to a new national record high. Sounds like low inventory to me. Right. <laughs> so the inventory of unsold existing homes rose to 1.2 million at the end of June, or the equivalent of three months supply uh, at the current sales pace. So it's not just our area, but we know that our, our area actually gets affected a little more with things like this because we have the insurance equation in the Gulf South right now. Right, right. 
Um, and then there's also, we, we were looking up some, some data here, some information. So Inman is a, a very popular real estate publication that's been around for decades. Um, there was a recent article here that said, you know, the, the seller's market is persisting, um, but the pendulum is swinging a bit. Uh, it's swinging a bit more towards the buyer's side. That doesn't mean we're in a buyer's market, not yet. And I don't know if we'll even get there. Uh, remember, we got to get over six months of supply to really get into a true buyer's market. Six months of supply is basically the mark where things are balanced or what we call a neutral market, uh, where prices kind of just hold steady. They don't climb, they don't go down, they kind of just hold steady. Um, so we've been seeing um, the pendulum swinging more towards the buyer side a little bit, which actually should make things better for buyers here. Maybe a little bit less competition, uh, a little less multiple offers, uh, you know, not, not encountering that situation as much and just generally making things a little bit easier for buyers. So um, we've seen a, a number of changes recently, but we have not entered a buyer's market yet. Um, it's still a good time to purchase a house. Interest rates are still affordable, although they have climbed some, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, uh, a rate in the fives is not a bad rate. The, the long-term average on mortgage rates more like seven or eight percent. So uh, anytime we're below that, that, that's still a good rate. Um, we just don't have the record low mortgage rates like we had before. We're going to throw that stat up. The, Alex put a great graphic out there and it's the mortgage rates by decade and where they, where they sit and it really puts things in perspective. Yeah, it really does. Um, so, you know, it's no secret that the market's shifting here. Uh, the new data that's coming out, we're seeing that there's a little less competition for homes. Sales have fallen. Uh, the building industry also is slowing. The, the rate of new construction is slowing. A lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, the, the supply chain issues persisting, although those have eased up a little bit. Um, but the inflation, you know, that, that is raising the cost of building materials along with everything else. And so with a decrease in demand and an increase in cost of materials, you're not going to see building rocketing up at, at this massive rate like, like we saw back in 2008 when the builders didn't get the memo and just kept pushing forward. Um, so things are going to ease up a little bit here. The market's going to get a little bit normal. Buyers may have an easier time buying a house. So if you're thinking about buying... Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't wait for rates to go down or, or for prices to go down because I think you'll be uh, waiting a long time, possibly forever. <laughs> yeah, I think those prices are going to continue to increase and we're going to talk about that more in a second. But uh, we were in a meeting this morning. They said if somebody was on the fence right now, we had a little dip right now. If you can get locked in and shop, give your mortgage person a call. Yeah, yeah. the mortgage rates dropped a little bit here in the low fives or so. You know, at one point we were up pushing the six pushing six around that area now. So they did dip a little bit. So yeah, if you're if you're uh, kind of ready to make that move, lock yeah. it in now, get you a rate lock in. And uh, as a matter of fact, one of our preferred lenders has a, the ability to do long-term rate locks. So if you're interested in that, hit us up. Yeah, we'll, we'll put some links down in the show notes. So to talk about why do we think prices are gonna continue to appreciate? Well, we're gonna look at FH, FA statistics. Who are the FHFA? That's the Federal Housing Finance Agency. So they have, they have accumulated tons of data over financing over the last few years and home appreciation. And we're going to take a look at our local area here in Louisiana. In the last quarter, home prices have appreciated 3.7%. Over the last four quarters, 12.3%, 31.5% over five years, and 200 48.1% since 1991. So when you buy property in Louisiana, 
it is going to appreciate. It has survived so many conditions, so many things that have happened, crashes, crises, fuel crises, hurricanes. Yeah. Um, the bottom line is uh, everyone's got to have a place to live. So <laughs> it, Exactly. It doesn't stop. So, you know, real estate historically is one of those assets that will always increase in value over time. You know, obviously there's going to be some some rises and falls, some some ups and downs along the way, but given enough time, the value is going to go up. And on that note too, just to uh, how did the New Orleans metro area do nationwide? Well, right now out of the top 100 cities, New Orleans is right about 82 as far as uh, housing market appreciation. So we, we, we were in the top 100. There's a lot of cities in this country. Mm -hmm. We're looking here at the year-over-year -year changes and how New Orleans kind of uh, goes with the rest of the country. Uh, we haven't appreciated at quite a, as rapid a rate as the rest of the United States, but still a pretty steep appreciation. Uh, New Orleans was no different than other places. And... Yeah, we were looking at, what, a little over 13%. Um, as compared to nationwide of almost 19%. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, you know, if I remember right now, the previous year, 2021, I'm not sure, I don't recall 2020, but I know before that, the last time we saw double-digit appreciation was in 2015. And that was only for that one year, and it was about 14%. Um, and then the next year, 2016, we had a little bit of a market correction mm -hmm. um, where we, we uh, kind of had things balance back out, and then they started climbing up again. And 2015 was a big year nationwide, right? It was, yeah. So, and then um, just looking here at the monthly house price index, you know, from 1991 till now, and you can see where it took that sharp tick up. In all, in all of our data, you know, around 2020 when the pandemic hit. But even before that, I mean, you could see even steady growth. There's one little dip there. That's the market crash, mm -hmm. if you remember that. But didn't take very long for it to correct itself, did it? From Crest to Crest. So you're talking, it started to fall right about 2007, and it corrected itself by 2013. So Yeah, yeah it looks like it started climbing again, maybe even 2011, 2012, and then got back up to the pre-crash levels by it looks like 2016 or so so even when you have dips you do get corrections it's look nothing in this life is certain and none of us have a crystal ball but looking at this historical data when you invest in real property and i mean just the opportunity cost itself of not paying uh you know buying your equity right yeah i mean I think one of the things to remember, and it's kind of a, a little saying we have in the real estate world, is that you're paying the mortgage one way or another. It's either yours or your landlord's. So yeah, which right. one do you want to pay? As a, as a guy that has rental property, I feel right. like you are, trust me. All right, so all, all of these things that we're talking about here today are really just signs that the market is returning to normal. Um, a recent HomeSnap article on their blog uh, has some good information there. We'll have that linked in the show notes. But basically, what we're seeing here is that for more than two years, everybody's kind of been waiting for the housing market to return to normal. And there's there's a, a pretty good indication happening right now uh, that that is occurring. And, and that's more homes getting a price cut, as we discussed earlier when we were talking about the, the um, market stats. So in June of 2022, we saw one in seven homes on the market had their prices lowered. That was twice the frequency or nearly twice the frequency of what was going on in June of 2021, where only one in 13 homes lowered their initial asking price. Um, so what's what's causing sellers to, to cut their asking prices? Um, well, I, I really, like I said earlier, I think the biggest reason is the rising interest in mortgage rates. You know, it's it's fear, it's uncertainty. 
Um, and so we're seeing people pulling back from, from either putting their home on the market right now or, or fear that they're not gonna be able to find a house to buy or not gonna be able to afford what they want when they go to buy. Um, but we are seeing more and more price cuts and that's a very good sign that we're turning more to a more normal market. Um, we had those, those super, super low mortgage rates that just increased the, the buyer competition so much to where demand just shot up through the roof. Mm -hmm. And that's what really caused the, the massive rate of appreciation we were seeing because the demand was sky high. We just had a, a flood of buyers enter the market um, and the prices of homes skyrocketed with the bidding wars that were going on all over the place and all over the country, not just here locally. Um, but basically most experts out there see these price cuts as a signal that we're, we're seeing a market correction, not a crash. Um, keep in mind that from 2017 to 2019, before the disruption of the COVID pandemic, about one in every four to five homes had its price cut on the market. So it's not that it's an unusual thing. I mean, it happens. We see that a lot. And, you know, there's two basic strategies to pricing a home. When you go, when you go to put a new listing up, it's a conversation we have with our clients all the time. The, the traditional way of doing things was to price high and give yourself some room to negotiate down. But when you're in a really strong seller's market, as we talked about before, it's really best to price right at market value, if not right below market value to force that bidding war situation to happen, which will increase the, the uh, in sales price. Seen it time and time again. It really is a great strategy and, and there are some sellers that are hesitant with that one because they think they're leaving money on the table, but it's actually the opposite. It's the way to get the most money. It's the most way to get that squeeze. Absolutely. So a few other signs of a cooling housing market. Like I said, we're seeing a reduction in mortgage applications, uh, an increase in number of new listings, and attendance at tours and open houses is down in most parts of the country as well. So overall, these price cuts indicate a housing market that is moving back to normal. But of course, every metro area is different. Every city is different. There's going to be pockets in, in every city uh, that have different things going on. But this is kind of a general kind of high level view of what's happening. So and for one last thing, just to look way down the road is looking at the prices of supplies and iron, steel and lumber futures. And Sven Heinrich here from Twitter fame, blue checkmark guy, has some uh, Statistics here showing us that all price materials are dropping. So over time, we will start to see the ripple effect of that. Could could encourage more people into new construction. Builders will start building more spec houses, and that'll bring inventory back up a little bit. But as we said, it's longer down the line. It's a it does take much time for that effect to take place. Yeah. So. There's a yeah. lot of things that can happen between now and then that change the trajectory. Absolutely. Seeing, seeing some of these raw material prices drop is a good sign, though, that, that maybe the supply chain concerns are easing up a bit or the supply chain issues with iron, steel, and lumber all kind of decreasing. Um, so hopefully that, that trend will continue and we can get back to uh, where builders can build for a nor more normal cost. I know uh, it's definitely thrown a kink in some of my plans recently. Um, where you know the most recent issue I had was where I bought another property to tear down and build a new construction and my initial numbers all made sense and worked but the uh, inflation caused a bit of a spike on me in the time before I closed on the property and it was too late to do about anything about it then so I still had to buy it and close on it so now I'm stuck sitting on it uh, because my build costs no longer work for what I need. <laughs> and you're paying property not to not to beat you up here but you know you're paying property taxes right now on Absolutely. something that's not making you money right now. Yep, exactly. 
So that was a lot of info we just threw at you guys today. Uh, I think it's indeed obvious that the market is shifting, and from what we are seeing thus far, it seems that what, we, uh, what we're witnessing here is a market returning to a more normal market, as we've mentioned numerous times throughout this episode. Uh, and also, as we mentioned in previous episodes, we don't, see a, we don't foresee a market crash, uh, but we do see a return to a more normal market, uh, more of a market correction, if you will. Uh, we have seen the rate of appreciation has already slowed. Uh, I think the days of the double-digit appreciation are coming to an end if they have not ended already. Uh, the months of supply, i.e. our inventory, are increasing, but I don't see us hitting that six months of supply uh, mark anytime soon that signifies a neutral or balanced market. Uh, and I definitely don't see us jumping up over six months of supply, you know, unless something just totally unexpected mm -hmm. and, and crazy happens. Um, I think we're going to see the month of supply continue to tick up a little by little and the demand to tick down a little bit further and things really just to kind of balance themselves out a bit more. Um, but again, like we said earlier, we are in a bit of uncharted territory here. There's a lot of things going on all at once that I don't know have necessarily ever happened before. We still do have some supply chain issues. Uh, we have record high inflation. We have the federal funds rate that keeps increasing. We have some rising mortgage rates, although they did tick down recently. Um, and all of this really just adds up to a very complicated situation, which in turn uh, leads to a lot of uncertainty and fear, as we mentioned before, not only in the real estate market, but the economy overall, uh, especially with all of the uh, doom and gloom that the mainstream media likes to pump out all the time with, with talk of a, a recession. They and love the word skyrocketing, don't they? Skyrocketing right. interest They rates. definitely like to use some inflammatory words, you know, it's, uh, it's the clickbait type stuff, yes. you know? You got to remember, wherever you get your information from, whether it's news, whether it's memes, how does that institution make its money? Is it by selling advertisements and the number of viewers? And people don't watch when there's not a problem to be solved. Exactly. When there's a problem that people need solving, they're going to hang on until they find out. And that's that's a good point that you make right there with the with the sales of ads. Uh, you know, a lot of these websites out there that have the click clickbait headlines. They do so for a reason. They're trying to increase viewer traffic to um, basically get more sponsors, to have more people buy ads from them. And same thing, same thing with a lot of the mainstream news stations on TV. Uh, and by the way, uh, we don't have anyone pay us for ads. So we nope. try to be as unbiased as possible with all the information we present. Yeah, we, are, uh, we can't be bought. <laughs> try us. Try us. Make us say no to your offers. <laughs> Depends on how many zeros are <laughs> yeah. behind that check. <laughs> we, we can be bought. <laughs> anyway, um, we really do appreciate everybody sticking in with us. We know it was a super stat-heavy show today. Um, but, you know, sometimes you need that, especially in the middle of the year in a change in market. I think everybody got a lot of information today. They feel a little more confident, at least going into their decision-making in the future. Yeah, we're going to keep a close eye on things here for the rest of this year month to month, week to week, and really pay attention to what's happening with the market so we can keep ourselves informed as well as all of you listeners out there um, so that everyone can make well-informed, educated decisions with whatever your plans may be. So remember, you can always check us out. Uh, e most easy way would be to go to gnorealty.com and click on our podcast link there. You can also check us out on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we'll have our clips there. And if you ever have any questions, you can email Braden at GNORealty.com or me, Chuck, at GNORealty.com. And remember, on our Anchor.fm page, you can leave us a voicemail as well. We always like to hear your questions, comments, etc. 
Yep, definitely always willing to take viewer questions. Uh, and as Chuck mentioned here at Geno Realty, we do have a brand spanking new web website. We'd love for you to check it out. And if you want to give us some feedback, we'd appreciate that too. But the podcast link is front and center on the homepage now. So, well, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you joining us and level up. Level up with Geno Realty. <laughs>